Hey, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Fairhaven Health sells the wildly popular milk saver that has moms raving about how much milk they are collecting by simply collecting their leaking breast milk. And today's episode is also brought to you by a new sponsor, Love and Fit, a revolutionary new activewear brand that is designed for moms by moms. And we'll hear more about our sponsors later, but I think Diane has our review of the week. I do have our review of the week. We get such good reviews. I say that every week. I'm always like, I don't know which one to read. But this is from, let me put my glasses on, Bank 18, who says that she loves us. Put two little heart emojis in there, too, just for kicks. I absolutely love this podcast. I wish I'd found this podcast earlier, but I was about four months into my breastfeeding journey when I found it, and I am now almost nine months into my journey. This show has given me so much helpful information for myself and other breastfeeding moms in my life. Thanks to the show, I have the confidence to unapologetically nurse my baby no matter where we are. Thank you, ladies, so much for what you do. Congratulations. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And that was a couple months ago, so she's probably like creeping up on a year. So good for oh, you. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Congratulations. Happy first nurse anniversary. I know. Oh, that's a word. Holy cow. Yeah. A mouthful. Nurse anniversary. <laughs> but if you want <laughs> to send one. us reviews, we would love to hear your thoughts about all the things. So send us reviews. We'll read them. You can be our review of the week. You can put them on iTunes. That really helps the podcast a lot. Or if you can't put it on iTunes, you can just send us an email because we read those too. And we love them. We love to hear them. And thank you so much. Thanks for the love. It's important. Badass breastfeeding podcast at gmail.com yeah. is what she means by email. Yeah. I guess I just assumed everybody knew that. But <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm out of it. So don't pay attention to me. No, well, it makes it, it stands to reason. Yeah. Badass breastfeeding podcast at gmail.com. That's what it would be. So send it to us. We'll watch for them. And that's it. And off we go. We're going to do a popular 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 topic popular yeah we're gonna do a topic based on all of the messages that you all send us that start with how can i increase my milk supply <laughs> like the question it's like question of the of, century yes a question of the century when it comes to breast and it would mothers. be century right because it's oh probably about about a century where people started wondering hmm before I that i assume we just assumed we were making enough you know, and I th I'm sure there's still places in the world where people don't even think about their yeah. milk supply, right? Like, where right. it's just like, it's just a thing. In just, places where breastfeeding is more normalized, people right. have less concerns, less issues, because it's just happening everywhere. Yeah. So I, I love to talk about this topic because there's so much, there's so much, and a lot of it is so society driven, I feel yeah. like, yeah. you know, and I... I did, I did a, um, a video consult with somebody this week who, you know, was really concerned, like, you know, milk supply and da, da, da. It's like uh, the issues they were having were not milk supply issues. It was yeah. the baby was fussy, changing up her sleep patterns, you know, like doing different things. And it was like that baby was fine. Like milk supply was fine. But it seems like whenever your baby does something that you don't think they should be doing or that isn't typical for what they did the day before – Got to be a milk supply issue, right? Got to be milk supply. Yeah, right. They're not getting enough to eat. Yeah. I'm not making enough. They're hungry. 
And I need more milk. Yeah. When that's not yeah. it at all. So what's the, what are like the, yeah, what are the like popular things that we see that are really, that really send people in, you know, into a tizzy about milk supply? Like definitely the fussy baby. Fussy baby. Like we, you know, after they nurse, they're super fussy. Mm -hmm. So that we just assume that they're still hungry and that there's nothing left in the boob. Right. Or maybe you never even thought that, but somebody else. Or your your doctor told you that. Or your doctor, somebody said, oh, well, are you sure the baby's eating enough? Mm-hmm. yeah and then you right. go oh my god maybe the baby's not eating enough and now yeah. you're ruined for the rest of your life because you just yeah don't know anymore where right. you were confident five minutes ago now it's gone yeah yeah and like not sleeping a lot at night or waking up again after not waking yeah waking up a lot they must be hungry he'll start giving him cereal <laughs> because that works yeah. Yeah, that'll help them sleep longer at night. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. But that's um, a suggestion that usually comes up. Right. And then, or like, I used to pump this much. Now I'm not pumping so much, which we can just direct you immediately to our episode that we'll put in the show notes of how to pump more milk. Oh, I hate pumping. I know. But that's a big thing, too, is like, I used to pump. That's I hear that a lot. I used to pump this, and now I'm pumping this. Right. How do I make more milk? And we're not going to get into the whole pumping thing today no. because we do have a whole episode on it. And it's a whole different thing. It's a whole it different is. thing. But I am just going to say just for fun, we know pumping does not equate how much milk supply you that, have. And you're right. It has nothing to do with it. It's nothing to do with it. And that's all. We're, we're just going to leave that there because it has nothing to do with it. Right. If you're in that situation, just go to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and find the episode and listen to that one. And then what else? Why else do people think that they have low milk supply? Um, gross spurts. Well, that's babies wanting to feed more frequently all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Like uh, frequent nursing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So and that's why I mean when like feeding. maybe yesterday your baby was doing their regular every two hour thing. And now today they're fussier and want to feed every hour and a half and not napping well um, and woke up during the night. So it must be that all of a sudden overnight your milk supply went away. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Gross spurts. That's yeah. another one. Yep. Um, so there are... Yeah, this goes into the whole, like, uh, myths, milk supply myths, of which there are, you know... Several episodes, I think, on this, right? I've like we we talked about doing like an episode like every month on that because there's so many, there's so many that it's like impossible to cover all of them. Um, but pretty much all of the myths that we talk about are, yeah, they're like milk supply driven, right? Like, yeah, they're really, yeah, it's mostly it's mostly milk supply. It is huge. It is a huge thing. I have heard there are some crazy things I've heard about milk supply over the years. And I think one of the ones recently that I heard that I was just like, what was somebody saying, well, I was told that I have to pump from the very start or else I'm not going to, my milk supply is not going to be okay. Oh yeah. That was something that I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like that does not No, You feed your baby. That's what makes your milk supply where it needs to be. And comparing to other people's milk supplies, that's a huge downfall. 
huge. Yeah, or like, yeah, yeah, like she makes a lot of milk, or or she's leaking. That must mean that she has a lot more milk than I do. Mm-hmm. Or I used to be engorged, and I'm not engorged anymore. Yep, that's a big one. Yep. Or I wasn't ever engorged at all. I'm not engorged. I thought I was supposed to get engorged. Nobody wants to be engorged. You're no, not supposed that's not- to get engorged. Right. That's your body, like, figuring it out. That's your body initially confused. Yeah. Your body is just like, wait, what? A baby? Yeah. Oh, make milk. And then yeah. it's like, oh, too much. Because your, your body is just going to, like, make too much. Because it doesn't and know And then what it dials make. back. Yeah. And then as it's dialing back and regulating, you're feeling less full. So, and I always try to tell moms that. I'm like, in the beginning, when your milk first comes in, you, may, you might feel full. I mean, some moms don't. But that doesn't mean anything. So you might feel full. And then a couple weeks later, you might not feel as full anymore. And I have a lot of moms that will contact me and be like, my breasts feel really soft. Mm-hmm. I'm not really full anymore. What happened? Do I, do I not have enough milk now? And it's like, no, now your body's regulating. So you're going to feel full. And then in two weeks, you're going to call me and say, why don't I feel full anymore? That's normal. You're not supposed to walk around for the whole breastfeeding relationship feeling full and uncomfortable. No, and that's not even good. I mean, that's no. like where clogged ducts and mastitis and all that stuff come in, right? Right. And you're uncomfortable. You're supposed to yeah, feel that's like not, you're a not, normal human. Right. It's not, breastfeeding is not, so you're not supposed to be miserable no. the whole time. That's not how it was made. Like when it's working well, you're totally miserable. That's not. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's usually if you're in mi- life, not this though. <laughs> it's one of the things I think that people don't want to know is that the more you breastfeed, the more frequently your baby breastfeeds, especially in the beginning, the more comfortable you are. But in, in our society, people say, oh, no, your baby's feeding every hour and a half. No, that's not right. You must not have enough milk. You're supposed to feed your baby and then not touch them again for another four hours. Like, that is not reality. The more frequently you feed your baby, the more milk your body makes, the more comfortable your body is, and the happier your baby is. But most people don't have that idea because society is like, you shouldn't be feeding your baby all the time. Right. You shouldn't be. And if and, you are, and, something's wrong. And this is, and there's so much like bottle feeding norms that get pushed onto breastfeeding. Right. right? A totally different Because you do have to schedule bottle feedings. Mm-hmm. You don't bottle feed on demand. No, you don't. You know, you are going to stick to a schedule. But so because of that, then it's like, Bottle feeding is so normal, breastfeeding is so abnormal here, that we put all of that understanding of bottle feeding onto breastfeeding, and it just screws it up. Right. When you get into a place from the very beginning where you are just listening to your baby, listening to your body, doing what your baby's asking, feeding on demand, you know, all those things, everything works out the way it's supposed to. You're following the natural path of breastfeeding. When you get into this place where you're like, let me start pumping early. Let me, um, you know, let me try to stretch the baby out. Let me time my feeds. Let's, you know, make sure that you're feeding for this long or make sure that you're feeding every three hours instead of every hour and a half. Like that, when you start trying to control what can't be controlled, that's when we start running into problems. But we really have a hard time with that because it's like you want to be able to control and measure and, you know, be really that's and that is not ideal for newborn babies. It's just not. 
Yeah. But that's really hard for people to wrap their heads around. Right. Right. So if you're still convinced that you have low milk supply, why don't we, like, there are some things that could be going on that would actually be creating a supply issue. Yes. So the, so the thing is that the majority of women will make enough milk. Absolutely. The majority of women in the world make enough milk. But for that, you know, small percentage that don't, or there are, like Abby's saying, there are things that can happen during your breastfeeding relationship that might trigger a decrease in your milk supply. So that's what we wanted to, you know, that's what we're kind of talking about here. Right. So, like, if you actually cannot, you're doing everything right and you cannot make enough milk. That is so rare. It is. And it's... A condition, right? A particular condition can lead to this too. Yeah, it's usually hormonal. Mm -hmm. Or IGT, right? Where there's not, is that where there's just not enough? Oh, like insufficient glandular tissue? Yeah. Yeah. When there's just not enough tissue. Yep. But that is so rare. Yeah, it's not as common. It's not like it's just, you know, running rampant through the human species. (laughs) It's not. That's extremely rare condition (laughs) that would actually prevent you from making a full milk supply. Absolutely. And, or hormonal stuff. Or, okay, so let's talk about all the things. So as as far as, like, look, there could be, like, latch issues. Right. Yeah, that's it. Latch issues from the very beginning. And when I say, like, that, that is, like, from the very beginning. So if your baby pops out of the womb, is not latching well, is not feeding well, is not, they are not sending the message to your body that they need your body to make the milk. Because the latch is preventing them from pulling the milk out. Correct. Right? So your body is not empty. Your breast is not being emptied and your breast is not getting, your body's not getting the signal to make more milk. Right. So, and pumping, as we know, does not trigger the same hormonal response and does not empty the breast that the baby mm-hmm. does. So when you have that separation there where the baby's not feeding well, that can trigger a low milk supply because the baby is just not stimulating mm-hmm. the way we need the baby to, to tell your body in the beginning, this is how much milk I need. And then if you pair that with like a really traumatic birth or a blood loss or, you know, something like that, which can also add into issues with milk supply in the beginning, then that's kind of like a perfect storm. But if you get help early, so sometimes I'll have moms contact me like, you know, a month in and the latch was never fixed and they're still having mm-hmm. problems and, you know, just kind of like pumping and supplementing and blah, blah, blah. But like the latch never, the feed itself never got fixed. So it damaged the milk supply from the start. Mm-hmm. So get help early. That's pretty much the bottom line with that, with that scenario. If it's a latch yeah. problem, if somebody's telling you on week one, you're just not making enough milk, see somebody. That, you know, get a second opinion on that because it's not that you can't make enough milk. It might be that something's going on there that's the baby's not telling your body what it needs. Right. And that's so easily fixed. Yes, it is. It's just these are these are things that have easy fixes. And the sooner that you do it, the easier it is to fix. Absolutely. Just like with anything. And I think, you know, people don't realize that babies need help in the beginning. Yes, breastfeeding is a very natural thing. Right. Oh, yeah. But 
they need help. It's learned. It's I mean, a, they yeah, yeah. Well, everybody's learning. Your baby, your your baby is learning just as much as you are about breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Somebody, your baby has to figure yeah. it out. Somebody said that to me the other day. They're like, I never realized that I had to like help the baby figure out how to suck and do what they needed to do. Like, yeah, you have yeah. to help them. They're babies. They're little. Okay, let's talk more after a word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Fair Haven Health. The Milky's Milk Saver collects your leaking breast milk as you nurse or pump, allowing you to store extra breast milk effortlessly with each feeding. Simply slide the Milk Saver into your bra or tank on the non-nursing side. The Milk Saver collects the breast milk that is leaked when your breast milk lets down. Then simply transfer the milk into a storage bag. The Milk Saver holds a little over two ounces of breast milk, and people are constantly shocked at how much milk they are leaking and we're losing to a breast pad. People are reporting that they are collecting several ounces a day and sometimes a whole day's worth of breast milk. It's common to think that you're just leaking a few drops, but when the leaking milk is collected throughout the day, it adds up to a lot of milk. It's comfortable, it's durable and reusable, and has a protective lid to prevent spills. Check out the Milk Saver at Fairhaven Health, that's F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N, health.com. And don't forget to use promo code BADASS for 10% off of your purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Love & Fit. Love & Fit is a unique activewear line featuring functional and innovative items for all women. From top-selling nursing and pumping sports bras, nursing tops, nursing hoodies, to pregnancy and postpartum support leggings. Feel feel supported and cute in their stylish items and fun colors. No more frumpy-looking nursing bras. Even if you are past the time of breastfeeding, their stay-put leggings can be worn by anyone. They are squat-proof, have pockets, and don't fall down during running or workouts. Touted just recently by Chrissy Teigen, she loves the stay-put silicone grips. Check out Love & Fit on Instagram at loveandfitshop or shop online at loveandfit.com. And you can use promo code BADASS for 10% off of your purchase at Love & Fit. And today's episodes, I mean today's sponsors, can be found um, on badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Also, so our episodes can as well. And our show notes for this episode uh, that will have links to all the things that we talked about. Um, and we'll also have information about scheduling your online consultation with Diane. Those are popular, by the way. Your online consultations? Well, yeah, they've been. Yeah, yeah they've now. been definitely. Um, I think people are realizing that now, like, it's hard to get somebody to come to your home, or maybe there's nobody in your area, and you know, like, people reaching out, which is fantastic. We want to be able to help. Want to help you. Yeah. So go to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, fill out the go to the consult consultations tab and fill out the little form and schedule yours with Diane. It's like why? Why wait? It's easy. Why wait yeah. for these issues that you're having? Yep. Um and so we also have our new segment, um, shout out of the week. And our shout out of the week this week is Mama's Village Fayetteville. They can be found on Instagram at Mama's Village Fay, and on Facebook at Mama's Village Fayetteville. Um, this is a nonprofit organization. They provide breastfeeding, birthing education, support, and advocacy for black and brown families in and around Fayetteville, North Carolina. 
So that's them in person, but their social media is robust and educational and supportive and you should follow them. Absolutely. Good people. Yeah, absolutely. And that holds a special place for me because my first son was born in Fayetteville. So I, you know, I, I just, I love the work she's doing there and um, she's an amazing, amazing human being, um, Angela behind that. And She's like a doula and trains new lactation consultants and runs support groups for the breastfeeding mamas of color. And it's just like there's so much that she's doing for for the community. It's just fascinating. Love it. So definitely follow them. Give them some love. Awesome. And so milk supply. Things that really can screw up your milk supply. We were talking about latch. Yeah. What about scheduled feeds? Oh, that's terrible. Don't do it. So there are some books. We hate the books. I know I do. Oh, yes. So I'm like, I'm trying to Unless write Unless it's one. Diane's book. Yes. Then. Unless it's mine. I'm trying to write one now. I'm working on it, people. It's, you know, it's a work in progress. But about like the realities of having a newborn. Because a lot of the books, and I was just telling somebody this this week. So they were like, well, the book didn't say this. And the books don't say this. And the books don't say this. Books are not geared towards newborns. They are not. They are geared towards an older baby. I'm telling you. Like, mm, mm-hmm. because the your baby, the, if you start scheduling feedings, if you start trying to control feedings, your your milk supply is not going to be the way we need it to be for your baby. So the scheduled feeds, if you're like, oh, but it isn't, it hasn't been two hours. So we have to try to push it off. Let's try to get him to suck on a pacifier instead. Let's try to pass him to somebody else. Let's try to do everything but feed him. Your body is not going to make the milk that we need it to make. You're not emptying the breast. Right. It's all going to come down to that. And what we continue to think is, oh, I must not be making enough milk. But what it really is is just put the baby on the breast. Yeah, your baby will make more milk. Like, that's what your baby wants. Yeah, your baby baby and your body, they're like designed by nature. To work together. To work together. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, it's like... You know, and we're and fighting yes, against it's learned. it. Yeah, like yes, it's learned. Yes, you have to help them, but like you're helping them to learn each other. Yeah, work for each other. I mean, it's just we could talk forever about that. But so yeah, yeah so yeah. scheduled feeds um, are a big part of it for sure. So don't do that. As your baby gets older. You know, you have to return to work, things like that, where you need a little bit more of a routine. Then it's a little bit easier to kind of like, you know, start to schedule things a little bit. But even that I hesitate to say because it's like it's not a good practice. But I know that when people have to go back to work that it just kind of happens. Well, I feel like it's also kind of like sleep. Like in the beginning, you know, when you have that newborn baby at home and you're just like, oh, you know, like what's their sleeping schedule? you know like they just fall asleep like all the time whatever they just sleep and then after like weeks go by you kind of start to learn when your baby's tired right you start to like kind of look at the clock and you feel your baby and you go oh yeah this is kind of when they have been falling asleep this is kind of when they've started to get sleepy and they find this kind of eventually they kind of find this like routine you're not you're not forcing them into a routine they just develop their own. And, you know, my kids to this, my kids are six and eight. 
you know, Exley wakes up at 5 or 5.30 every morning. And people say, oh, you need to put him to bed later. Okay, up yours. Because <laughs> I put him to bed later and he gets up at 5 or 5.30 tired. And then he, he's miserable he, all day. Then so. he's miserable all day. This is his schedule. And you, you know, we can, you know, I can try to manipulate it as much as I want. I can't, I can't like put him in a sleeper hold and like make him go to sleep longer. Like I, he, there's nothing that, and I know every kid is different. And this is what we're saying. Every Mm -hmm. baby is different. Every, you know, they're going to find their own kind of routines. And and this is a really long tangent for just a small point, but you know, they're like, you're not, they will, you will find at some point, like, or you go back to work, or even if you don't go back to work, and you're just at home, like, you don't have to force the schedule, like, they'll, they will find like a little bit of a routine that works for them. And it's going to be different from your friend's baby. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be totally different. Yeah. Because and and like, even we can use Jack and Exley. Jack doesn't get up at 5 a.m., does he? No. Well, if Exley's yelling and warning around, he does, and he's pissed. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to get up that early. Right. Yeah. So they're, d- and they're different does. kids. Like, it's just, right. they're all going to be different. So even in the same family. And yep. they're just going to kind of, but one of the things that helps you figure that out is breastfeeding. When you are breastfeeding your baby, you learn them very intimately and very quickly. Mm-hmm. So it does help you to figure out what they're doing faster when you are a breastfeeding mom because you just get become very much in tune with what with what's happening and you know your baby really well so that's so the scheduled sleep or the scheduled thing is a big thing um medications so let's talk about this really quickly like we do mm-hmm. have an episode on medications but i want to really make it known a lot of people are like oh i'm really afraid about taking a medication because i'm afraid it's going to affect the baby i'm afraid it's going to go to the baby the you know blah, blah, all this thing with medications going to the baby that's the last thing i usually think about i'm more worried about is that medication going to impact your milk supply and i actually had a triage nurse um call me one time because a mom had called the pediatrician's office and said oh can i take this medication so they called me to ask me and I said, yeah, that medication's fine, but I'm more concerned about what it could do to the milk supply. And they were like, oh, I didn't realize that that was a thing, that it could impact milk supply for them. I just thought it was something that it could, you know, impact the baby. Well, ultimately, the milk supply will impact the baby, but (laughs) it's not like, it's not dangerous for the baby to get like, you know, 0.0 tenths of this medication, you know, like of the dosage of what you're getting. But if it's something like an allergy medication, which is big, you know, in the fall and in the spring in certain parts of the world, um, if it's, you know, whatever it is, you need to look at it as, can this dry up my milk supply? Birth control, a lot of times at the birth control thing, that's one of the first things I ask when somebody says to me, is my, you know, is something going on with my milk supply? Did you start a birth control? Because a lot of times doctors will tell you, Oh, this won't impact your milk supply. This won't impact your milk supply. If there is hormones in that birth control and your body is very, very sensitive to anything hormonal, which some women are very sensitive to hormones, it can impact your milk supply. It is not one size fits all. Yeah. So that is definitely something to think about. Is the medication you're about to take for whatever reason something that's going to impact your milk supply? So that's something I usually ask about too. So we've got meds, your period coming back. No, oh, yeah. 
um, that's something that can impact your milk supply because it's hormonal. And that is, you know, usually you will find that your milk supply will dip during ovulation and then it'll kind of come back up. Some women really struggle with that. Some women, because their body is sensitive hormonally, really struggle with the milk supply dipping and coming back up. Um, and some women never notice it. Or just, you know, it's one of those things. So what can we do? Is there, and there, is there anything that we can do when we're, if our period come back or we're starting a new birth control, just wait it out or. If it's your period, there are some supplements. I'd, I'll have to look at it and it's not something that I really, that's not really my, um, like vitamins and stuff like that are not really my mm-hmm. forte. I'm not good with that stuff, but there is a really good thing on Kelly mom. So I'll put it in the show notes about like. I think it's like zinc and something else mm. that you can like supplement your diet with. It's supposed to be helpful during that period of time, during that ovulation to help with your milk supply. So I can, you know, I can put that up so that people have that. If it's a birth control issue, I always say that just switch it, take it, be done with it. If, if it's any kind of birth control that can be reversed, like the pills or, you know, implant, something that you can take out or stop. If you do, if you take it out or stop it, your milk supply will rebound. Um, if it's something like the depot shot that you can't get out of your system, then you're just screwed. So it doesn't matter. But if it's mm. something that you can take out and stop taking or stop using, then I, I that's usually what I suggest. If we can trace it back to that, then yeah, then just stop using it. Um. Okay. Pregnancy can do it too. Oh, yeah. 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 So do you remember that when you got Absolutely. pregnant with Exley? Like what happened Absolutely. with you guys? I think it's really unusual for you to maintain a milk supply through pregnancy. Um, I think it's really, it, it's very common and usually would happen that like towards the end of the first trimester or definitely by the second trimester that your milk supply will be much, much lower. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah totally remember. And Jack started slowing down. I really wanted to tandem nurse and I knew it was going to happen. I knew my milk supply would go down, but I would just figured he would just like kind of comfort nurse all the way through because he was such a nursing person. Mm-hmm. Um, But he started to nurse less and I started to freak out. And I was like, oh my God, he's going to wean. And that does happen sometimes. Sometimes they just happen during, they happen to wean while you're pregnant. Um, But he, he still nursed a little bit um all the way through and then when my milk came back i mean he was as happy as anybody yeah because it changes to colostrum it changes right. back to colostrum so some you know well we can call them toddlers at that point right because mm-hmm. usually that's where they are but sometimes they're like what's going on here and then when the new baby's born and it changes back to milk but we do we get this question a lot mm-hmm. and because a lot of moms are like really anxious to have their next baby so yeah. they want to say, like, do, how do I, you know, keep my milk? I want a tandem nurse. How do I keep my milk supply up if I get pregnant? And it's like there's you really don't have a magical answer for keeping your milk supply up while you're pregnant. It's, it's a totally hormonal thing. And, and your body's preparing for your new baby, which which is what it should be doing. Right. And the thing that I always tell moms, I don't know if it brings them any comfort or not, is there's a lot of moms that tandem nurse. So it is very, very possible to just continue on. But 
you know, it's going to be a decreased supply until the new milk comes in. And that's, yeah, and this happens sometimes, this is what, you know, it's usually fine and people, you know, have, a, they're pregnant and they're, you know, their toddler is two or three or whatever, and their toddler just decides whether they're going to keep going or not. But sometimes people get pregnant when their baby's like eight months old and they're surprised to learn that they're not going to be able to maintain their milk supply through their pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And then that's when that becomes an issue because... You need breast milk for the eight-month-old baby. Yeah. I I talked to somebody once. It was – she was talking about how her first baby weaned at, like, nine months. And she was just like, I just – you know, like, my milk supply went down and I had gone back to work, you know, and I was struggling to keep it up anyway and da-da-da. And I'm like, and when did you get pregnant with the next baby? And she was like – Right around that time. Like, that's why. She was like, oh, my gosh, I never even put the two together. Yeah. You know, and and you don't. And that is stuff you're not going to hear probably from your your pediatrician or your OB. You know, if you. No, they're going to be like, oh, my God, you have to wean. It's dangerous. (laughs) That's what they're going to say. Oh, my God, I'm pregnant. I'm breastfeeding. Oh, you have to wean. You have to wean. Yeah. Or if it's you not, go to them and you say, you know, I'm, my baby's nine months old. I'm really struggling with my milk supply. They're going to be like, well, you know, some babies, that's just, they just um, wean now. No, yeah. your baby doesn't just wean at nine months. That's no. not typically what happens. There's something going on there. And it turned out that she was pregnant. And she just never connected the two because nobody ever yeah. said to her, your milk supply decreases when you get pregnant again. Yeah. No, it's, it's just, they're so, your body is amazing. Yeah, but, it doesn't care. It knows that your toddler's fine. Yeah. Your body is just like, well, we got a new one coming here. <laughs> we're, we're all hands on deck for the babe for this baby in here. Yeah. And you can't stop it, and why would you? I mean right. I mean it's just you know, there's things that you can't that you can't control. So that's one of the things we'll ask too sometimes is like I that's always what did you get your period back yet? Because that can you know, obviously impact milk supply. That's one of the first things I ask. Are you in a birth control? That's one of the first things I ask in pregnancy. Sometimes we don't plan those pregnancy things, right? Right. So oh, it yeah. happens. And that can, you know, that can be a reason why you have a decreased milk supply and you just don't even realize it. You know, that can, you know. So the moral of the story here is that you should not... Go to bed, breastfeeding your your baby, fine, and wake up with no milk supply. Like that doesn't. Yeah, that happen. doesn't happen. Yeah, Mm-mm, that does not happen. Your baby crying does not mean that you have no milk. That doesn't happen either. If you feel like there's a problem with your milk supply, then reach out to somebody. Don't go, get into these like black holes of the internet and mom groups yeah. on Facebook that are going to tell you. Oh, you have a lo- you you're you think your milk supply is low? Here, take these magic beans because that's right. what helped me. Yep. Or you know, drink this magic. You're not shake. drinking enough water, right? Uh-huh. You know how many emails we get where people are like, yeah. "I've been drinking a gallon of water a day. Nothing's yeah. happening." That no, that's not going to do anything but make you pee all the time. That has nothing <laughs> to do with your milk supply. Yeah, no. It's fu- talk to somebody who can ask you the right questions and who can figure this out for you. Because it might not even be a milk supply problem. And if it is, it can be helped. Bottom line. Thyroid issues, that's huge for milk supply problems. 
mm. th- thyroid issues. And thyroid issues can creep up after pregnancy. So that can be a big deal too. So find somebody that can ask you all the right questions and kind of get to the bottom of it. Don't listen to anybody who says to you, well, you know what? My milk supply died when my kids were this age too. So it just happens sometimes. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. No, don't. don't Contact bite. a lactation consultant. That's what we're saying. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is educational too. If you're in a situation where people are like, oh, your baby needs more milk, your baby needs more milk, your baby needs more milk. That might not be an issue. That might not be what's going on. They should, yeah. Nobody should be feeding your baby too much milk while they're at daycare and then telling you you don't have enough supply. Oh, yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. We could go on all day. Uh-huh. Yeah. But we won't. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Check us out next week, too. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.